Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You probably know Match as a pioneer in online dating. The company that brought us Match.com, Tinder, and Swiping Right is now nearly a household name. The company's stock is a bit more obscure, though, and doesn't get the attention of other internet leaders. Maybe it should. Match shares are up 70% in the last 12 months. I'm Alex Yule. Thanks for listening to The Readback. This week, I'm joined by Emily Barry, who covers tech for MarketWatch, our sister publication. Emily, it's great to have you on The Readback. Thanks for having me on. Match has had this fascinating impact on our society. Tell us just more about the company. Sure. Well, it's almost a 25-year-old company. It got its start with Match.com. No one can tell you where a first date will lead. I have a good feeling about this. But Match.com has led to more dates, more relationships, and more marriages than any other site. But it's really evolved. It has a whole handful of brands. And as dating has evolved and the way we meet people has evolved, it's not only kept pace with that, but sort of set the standard for how we meet people. Match Group is about a lot more than just Match.com these days, right? Yeah, Match has a whole handful of properties now. OkCupid, which was a big thing maybe 10 years ago. It has Pairs, which is a popular app in Japan. And its big growth engine is Tinder, which is a swipe app that really popularized the concept of swiping right on profiles of people. Give us some numbers about how much Match has really helped change society. I mean, we, we hear about it. We know online dating is a big thing. Is there any way to really kind of encapsulate that? Sure. I was talking to the CEO, Mandy Ginsburg, recently, and she said when she joined the company 13 years ago, 2% of relationships started on apps. Now it's a third of relationships. So they take great pride in the fact that people are now openly touting their online dating marriages in the New York Times wedding announcement. They say it's you know, the best advertising they can get. The stigma around online dating has really come down, and it's essentially the primary way people try to meet now. Okay, so Match is storming ahead, really changing the social fabric of the country. The stock is doing great, but there's really this twist and, and, and risk kind of lurking, right? And that's Facebook. And there are 200 million people on Facebook who list themselves as single. A year ago at the company's big developer conference, it announced it was going to start making a move into dating. So today, uh, we are announcing a new set of features coming soon around dating. When you think about it, it was weird that the biggest social network on the planet with all these users had thus far avoided dating, which is kind of the ultimate social experience. And that made match investors really nervous. The stock tumbled after the announcement. It had its worst day in history. But it turns out that online dating is hard. Facebook has yet to bring its dating platform to the U.S. It says it's going to do it later this year. It's only launched in a few markets so far, and Match has said they've seen really no impact from the rollouts in the markets where it exists. And sure enough, Match stock itself has rebounded, and it's back, or I think it's at all-time highs, right? Exactly. It's recovered the losses from Facebook and then some. So what is Facebook's dating strategy? One key feature, which they actually just announced late last month, is a feature called Secret Crush. Sounds like middle school. It is a bit like middle school. And the way it works is you have your friend list that you've had for years on Facebook. 
and Facebook gives you the opportunity to pick nine of those friends who you might be harboring a secret crush on. And if a friend you like says that they like you too, Facebook will send you a notification telling you there's been a match and encourage you to message each other. And you call that kind of like a like notification on steroids. Yeah, the early Facebook founders talked about how they they knew the dopamine rush that people would get when they see that someone admired their post. And I think there's probably nothing more powerful than seeing that the person you've secretly been admiring likes you back. The caveat, of course, is you have to give Facebook that data. Right. It's one thing, I think, to give Facebook, you know, photos of your kids. People are even a little more cautious about what they put on Facebook these days, what information they tell the company. If people see, you know, you were at a restaurant a couple weeks ago, things like that, you know, it's bad that that data is not being handled properly, but it's not as bad as, you know, your whole social universe knowing that you secretly harbor a crush on your roommate or something. Right. Now, I think Facebook has made certain promises around how they would use that data, right? Like they're claiming they're not going to sell advertising specifically against that data. But Facebook doesn't exactly have the best record of data usage. Exactly. I think in recent months, issues have come out about Facebook where people thought they were agreeing to one policy and actually the company essentially went back on what users thought they were agreeing to. So bring us back now to Match, which is doing exceedingly well, it seems, at bringing on new customers, and not only new customers, but customers who are paying a significant amount of money, right? I mean, what was the latest data numbers that we learned from Match in their recent earnings report? The real powerhouse at Match is their Tinder brand. And Tinder is this app that's really caught fire. It started on college campuses, and it's popularized the idea of swiping on faces that represent profiles. I'm going to swipe right on this. Not, not, hot. Hot, hot, hot. So you'll log on to the app. You'll see someone's face pop up. If you like them, you swipe right. If you don't like them, you swipe left. You have the option to click further to read a little more detail about the person. Okay, his profile okay. reads, looking for someone to share pasta with. Eating it That's on your great. own can get cannelloni. Oh, he's a punny guy. He's punny. And when Match went public... Almost four years ago, people really questioned whether millennials who were a big user base of Tinder would be willing to pay up to use the dating service. At that point, the company wasn't generating as much revenue from it as it is now. And Match has really surprised them. It's done a great job turning Tinder into this massive revenue engine. And it's the company is also doing a good job of taking learnings from Tinder, bringing it to its other properties like Match.com, which maybe needed a little bit of a rejuvenation, but... Uh, it was middle-aged at this point. Exactly. But when you bring that up to the company, they say, you know what, we have 25 years of history about online dating. People always ask them, what from Tinder can you bring elsewhere? They're saying there's a lot we bring from elsewhere to Tinder, and it's all coming in harmony. They're learning from all sorts of properties. And that's one thing Facebook doesn't have. It doesn't have 25 years of dating knowledge. It doesn't have platforms in all different countries that make use of local understandings and things like that. And how many people are actually paying for Tinder now? Tinder said in its latest quarter that it added about 400,000 new Tinder subscribers, bringing its total up to about 4.7 million. And these subscribers are paying for this gold function that Tinder has. They call it Tinder Gold. And it gives users a bunch of perks. One of them is the ability to see who's already liked them on the app. And this is really valuable to anyone who's gone through the online dating process because 
you go through these apps, you see a million faces, you might see all these people who you like and either those people don't like you back or they never see your profile because they're waiting through such a big pool. So gold is really a time saver feature that lets you essentially only focus your energy on people who already have said they liked you and are essentially potential matches. And they don't really talk about their pricing though, right? Because it's kind of, I think, as they say, dynamically set. Yeah. So I think my understanding is that if you were in an area where there weren't a lot of singles, if you were maybe older, where there weren't a lot of Tinder users in your age range, you might be charged a higher price than someone wow. like me. Wow. So it's almost like surge pricing for people looking for love, for dating, for love. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's an interesting business model. Tinder has then nearly 5 million subscribers already. How do they keep this thing going? Can they? When the company launched Tinder Gold and began letting people pay for the ability to see who had already liked them, some investors worried that there was an obvious cap on who would be willing to pay, that the company had had this feature out for a few quarters. Anyone who was willing to pay up for love basically had already done so if they were interested. But now the company is making a big push into Asia where there are 300 million singles, they say, who are in their addressable market, basically attainable for the company. And that's out of 600 million worldwide in their addressable market. So that's a massive opportunity that they've barely begun to tap. And while these users may not be willing to pay as much for Tinder as someone in the U.S., it's a huge potential user base. And they're trying to lessen the stigma around online dating there so that more people will be willing to pay for Tinder or even just use it for free. Right. And of course, Facebook is seeing those same stats too. And that explains probably why they're continuing to search for their own growth and probably the dating world. But you actually point out something interesting in your story about Facebook, which is that it could actually help kind of introduce Match around the world. Yeah. I think one point Match makes that there's, it's not necessarily a winner take all market in online dating. One trend with online dating app users in general is that they're not usually on one app, they're on multiple apps. And part of that is like a mental game. You feel like if you're going to do this, you're going to go all in, you're going to see everyone out there, even though probably everyone's doing the same thing and they're all on the same apps and you're just running into the same people all over again. But if Facebook brings its brand to Asia, expands into dating there, uses its name recognition to get Asian singles to try online dating, they might be tempted to follow the same trend, use other apps, use Tinder and match other properties there. So Facebook, theoretically, at least in in Match's Hope, is almost doing the marketing and advertising for them and they kind of jump aboard. Exactly. I think they're thinking that, you know, even the worst case scenario of Facebook's success isn't really a worst case scenario. It could lift all boats. In addition to their opportunities to continue growing in Asia, they also have the potential to score another win against big tech. And that comes from the fact that right now, when you pay for a subscription on Tinder, Match essentially has to give 30% of what you pay them over to Apple or Google, depending on who runs your smartphone, as a fee that app developers have to pay if they use the App Store. And for a company like match and for Tinder, there's really no way around that now. Their whole business is based on being an app. The important thing about the fees is that they've started to catch the attention of regulators in Europe. So one analyst I talked to said he was very bullish, very optimistic about the opportunity for these fees to come down 
in some future time period, and that money would essentially flow straight to profits for a match. Which means potentially more upside for the stock. Exactly. All right, Emily, this was great. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. To read more about Match Group and the battle for online dating, check out Emily Barry's Tech Trader column in this weekend's Barron's and, as always, on Barron's.com. I'm Alex Ewell. The show is produced by Meta Lutzhoft. The readback will return next Wednesday. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.